memories. Oh my gosh, they're so powerful. Are the memories of your past, whether they be good or whether they be bad, holding you captive and preventing you from attaining the healing you're seeking? Are they keeping you in a never-ending loop? Let's talk about it. I have been doing a lot of traveling, and on a recent trip to Houston, I visited my uncle, my aunt, and my cousin. I went there really not knowing what to expect, and I have been thinking about this topic of memories for a very long time, and if what I'm remembering is keeping me stuck, and it's preventing me from healing. Let me explain to you what I mean by that. On this recent visit to see my uncle, it was amazing. It was amazing. I got to see him in the present, 80 years old. I'm 61. We're adults. I'm not the five or six-year-old little girl that was remembering animal, I did, remember animal pancakes, helping me build my, or teaching me to build my very first snowman, the blue Volkswagen Christmas trees, Samoyed puppies, and all that was good with the world as I knew it at that time as a five-year-old, as a six-year-old, a seven-year-old. My uncle was one of my safe people. And the memories when I first saw him just came flooding back. Good? Actually, all of them were really good. But let me tell you where we get stuck here, I think. On my flight to Houston, I believe it was to Houston, I was sitting by a gentleman whom I had never seen, I had never met, I had never heard his name. And we got to talking about his backpack. And I noticed the brand and I asked him if he had had trouble with that brand because I know I've had bags from, from this certain brand and I've had problems with cracking. I have luggage. My luggage line is from this brand. I've had no problems with it at all. But all of my handbags have cracked and had problems. He's showing me his backpack and it was so cool. And he said, look, they even put my name on it. And when you felt over what appeared to be a sticker, it was part of the bag. And I noticed his name. His name was Tim Story. Had never heard of him. He helped me. We're going to get to the memories because I've been following him since I got back. And this will all tie in. I first noticed him when he jumped up to help me put my carry-on in the overhead bin. And then we had to deplane and we had to wait and there was something wrong with the plane. We had to get back on. I was sitting next to him again. He helped me again, put my overhead, uh, my overhead. He helped me put my carry on in the bin. After the flight, he helped me take it out. Very, very nice gentleman, but something about him stuck with me. I didn't know the name. I didn't know the face. So I came home and I Googled him and Believe me, this is, gonna, this is going to fit in. One of the things on his Instagram account that I saw, if you don't do something with life, life will do something with you. It's from Tim Story. He's a motivational speaker, pastor, coach. He's pretty phenomenal. I'm really surprised and a little embarrassed I hadn't heard of him before. But with everything going on in this world, it's no doubt or it's no wonder. But that, when I... I went through his Instagram, I'm looking at his reels, and it's coming together and clicking with my idea of memories. And I got through, one, one of his reels said something, on that specific reel, he was speaking with Steve Harvey. 
and Steve Harvey said something pretty profound. We can't go back and fix everything in life right now. We can't do it. We cannot revisit the past and change it. Another thing that Steve Harvey said is what prohibits a lot of people from moving forward is the past. If you've got through a situation, why do you keep going back to check on it? Whoa, that was like a slap in the face. And I, I guess I really shouldn't say a slap in the face. That was like a light bulb moment for me. And this concept I've been mulling over on memories. He says, Steve Harvey said, when you get drunk to chase away your problems, when you're undrunk, they're going to be right there. And now they're bigger because you haven't dealt with them. How many of you guys can relate to that? Drop it in the comments. Give me a like, maybe a subscribe and review on wherever you get your podcasts. I would appreciate it. But he says it's bigger now because you haven't dealt with it. It grew. People got behind it. I think we all know what he's speaking about there. I know I do. You can avoid stuff. And when you do that, it makes it so big. So what I was speaking about with memories, I had heard a line or I had read it and it said something to the effect of if the, if what you're remembering is not helping you deal with the situation, maybe you're remembering or maybe you're pulling up the wrong memories. That hit me hard and I really had to take some time to think about this my gosh, the memories I was pulling up were fantastic memories from my childhood. Really, the I was trying, I guess, to, to fix, but you can't go back and fix what's already happened. All you can do is educate yourself about it, which he talked about in another reel, and we'll get to that in a minute. But I was pulling up amazing memories from or regarding those in my childhood that are still living that gave me the safety and protection and reassurance when I had none in my home life. Here's the problem. It goes back to what Steve Harvey's speaking about and going back into the past. It's already happened. Why do you keep revisiting it? It's not going to change anything because I was trying to fill a cup that was left. The memories I had, and I'm sure a lot of the memories that you're thinking about are the good times of our childhoods. The parts we can remember that make us feel that we were worth it, even though we really feel we're not worth it because of everything else that had happened. You know, I got so tired of remembering in therapy, hands coming to me. I got tired of remembering the molestation by my childhood doctor. I got, I got tired of remembering things my mom said, things that really shaped me into an unhealthy human being that sought attention, sought love, sought to be okay in the eyes of other people. I had no self-worth, none. And so I was pulling up memories. I was plucking the memories from my aunts that took care of me as I was a kid. My uncles, one that would make me laugh all the time. My other uncle that would take me to school when he was in dental school. He made the animal pancakes. He helped me with my first snowman. All of those memories, some of them were very healthy and some of them were keeping me stuck and distracted. And that's where I wanted to talk about something 
else that Tim's story said in another reel, he said something to the effect of something happened. And there were these, there was a bug on the windshield. And then there was another bug. And then there was another bug. And then there was another bug and another bug. Those bugs on the windshield, problems in our life, the situations we faced in our life created a lack of visibility. We could not clearly see our present, our past, our future, or our destiny. That's what I was doing. I was pulling up the wrong memories. I kept hoping for something that wasn't going to happen. And it really clicked with me when I spent time with my uncle and my aunt as an adult. Now, this is my uncle's second wife, not the wife that I grew up with. She was welcoming. She was wonderful. She was warm. She was, she was awesome. She was nothing like I had been led to believe. And my uncle was the same uncle he's always been, which was so reassuring. It was so wonderful. And it was great to see him as an adult. I mean, me as an adult, he was always an adult. But with me being 61 years old, I could more clearly see my uncle on a one-to-one level and not as a child looking up as as, at someone that safeguarded her, at so, as someone that was one of my safe people. We were on an equal level playing field at this point. I have to tell you, it was probably one of the most freeing trips, visits I've ever had. And that goes back also when I visited one of my aunts on my father's side with my cousins. Unfortunately, it was at the memorial service for my uncle at Arlington National Cemetery. I got to see them as adults. I wasn't afraid of them anymore. They weren't these people that I just saw here and there. I got to have a meal with them. I got to see them face to face. I got to see how they really are and what they really thought of me as a person. That was so healing. It was so healing. But what I had been doing, and I, I think a lot of us may do this because we think it's going to help us heal. We look back at those moments of having someone that loved you or you looked up to walk you through a cornfield to the store, having to go on dates with your aunt because your grandmother kind of dumped you off, watching your aunts or your family with their families, seeing what you wanted to see that was lacking in your own birth family behind a wall. No one else could really see it, although I found out at a later time they could see it. Those memories were actually harming me. They were validating for a while. They were validating when they were telling me as an adult, Terry, yes, this is true. Your mother, this. Your father, this. This is what we saw and we didn't know what to do. That was extremely validating. You were a good baby. I was told I was a horrible baby. Those things were validating. And then I got to thinking, all right, especially with this, that Tim's story was talking about the bugs on the windshield and the distractions and not being able to see clearly. I was holding on to childhood memories and memories of a young adult before I could clearly see, before I had gone through the break that I went through, the fall that I had, the burning that I did. 
to be able to rebuild and see the Terry it was destined to be the entire time. Those memories were distracting me. They were keeping me stuck as a child. What I really needed to remember and keep in the front of my mind is the way I had been treated as an adult when we were on level playing field. I needed to remember the people that went behind my back at my mother's funeral to try and get the funeral director to change her lipstick. I didn't like the lipstick either, but I knew in funeral makeup, there's no changes made. But to go behind my back, my dad's back, my brother's back, that was wrong. I was conveniently forgetting that I was pushed into going to my mother's things when neither my father or I were ready to do it. And the stories that arose from that, that I thought they were going to steal something, nothing could be further from the truth. These are the memories I need to remember. I need to remember being screamed and yelled at by a woman I once held in high esteem as a child being yelled at as I was driving back to Texas with two of my kids. And she called, kept me on the phone for two hours, yelling at me and screaming. She was a woman I never knew. I, it was the first time I saw this side of my aunt. But I was conveniently sort of pushing that aside because, my gosh, she had been my saving grace when I was a child. One of the ones. I wasn't thinking about the gossip that was happening. I wasn't remembering that people had gone to them with one side of a truth and no one sought to get the right, the other side of the truth, the other side of the ball, this side and this side. No one sought the full picture. I wasn't remembering that. I wasn't remembering the snide comments. I wasn't remembering when I realized I was going to Houston to see my uncle. I messaged my aunt and said, hey, I'd like to see you. And we message back and forth a little bit and then she just dropped it and didn't get in touch with me again. That's what I need to remember because that's showing me who they are today and who I am today. And you know what? That's okay. Healing comes from that. I can release my hope that my childhood protectors are going to be back by my side. I can hold on to those good memories without expectation for anything else. I have to really observe. And that's one thing that Tim Story was talking about. He said, getting tired of being tired. I think we all know that feeling. And this is to propel ourselves forward. We're just getting tired of being tired, getting tired of fighting the fight, getting tired of looking for answers, getting tired of trying to feel worthy, to seek, to seek validation when we're the ones we need to look into ourselves because it's there. It's just being covered up by all sorts of other things. He says we need to learn from education. That's one of the things I have been doing. I have been really diving into therapy. It's been, gosh, since uh, 12 years now, very consistently every week, every other week, sometimes two, three times a week when I need it. Not being afraid to dive into therapy. What I, I did have a problem with that for a while because 
my therapist was saying, let's talk about your childhood. Nope, perfect childhood. I don't even talk about it. Everything was great. Dad was a corporate pilot. My mom worked all the time. I just sort of went over it. So in these books and speaking with my therapist, I was educating myself on so many things. Epigenetics. We need to do a series on epigenetics, how that affects future generations, the trauma that's imprinted on us, educating myself on the trauma my mother went through, the trauma my grandmother went through, the trauma my grand, uh, the trauma my father went through, knowing about his parents, what I knew about his parents, educating myself on that to see how epigenetics sort of brought that trauma to me. And what am I going to do with it? Am I going to just let it keep going? Well, I did because I didn't know any better when I was raising my kids. I know better now, but education. And we learn from observation. Oh my gosh, observation. Now, when I was on the plane with Mr. Story, I have to say, I was very impressed by his, he, he was not talkative. He was not showy. He was not anything you would expect a motivational speaker, life coach, pastor to be. He was calm. He was watching sports, but he was very polite. And it was a politeness that was genuine that you don't really see much of these days. Helping me, he was very quick to help. He was very friendly without being inappropriate. That's what really stirred me to Google him, seeing his name on his bag and observing him. I have to observe what's going on in other areas of my life, just as you do. Look at the people around us. Who are we connecting ourselves to? Because we're going to be like those people that we're choosing to be around. I don't know if you told your kids this when they were little or not, but I know I told mine. You're as good as the company you keep. I was pretty vigilant, I thought, and probably a little too vigilant in trying to make sure my kids kept good company. I think I pushed a little too far. I was a child with no boundaries. My kids had boundaries. Pro I was probably a little too inflexible with that. I can't change it. All I can do is recognize it and move forward. But observe. Observe the people you're with. Are they gossipy? Are they mean-spirited? Are they helpful? Are they deceitful? Are they only looking for information? Are they only believing one side of a story? Are they satisfied not knowing the truth? If those are the people you're surrounding yourself with, that's how you're going to be as well. And I believe in another one of, of Tim's reels, he goes into something about that. And I think another thing that he said that we, a lot of us can relate to is we're being hit by life on the outside and we're imploding on the inside. I can raise my hand, both hands, 10 fingers, 10 toes to that. I was being hit from all sides and I was imploding and trying to keep a brave face. And I was stuck. I was stuck. I was in this never ending loop, this cycle that I could not get out of until I broke. That gave me 
the time alone to step back, to look at my life, to examine it and see what I wanted to do, where I wanted to go, and how I wanted to present myself to the world. I am not a victim. I am a survivor. You're a survivor too. What is clouding that? What is the bug on your windshield? Get that washer fluid out and get rid of it. Get rid of those distractions. Tim said, every battle is fought with wisdom. If we use wisdom from educating, from observation, from being tired of being tired, and we use wisdom, we can get into all of the places that we need to be. And that includes a healed, whole individual. But we have to step back and look at those memories. Are they doing us any good? Mine did for a while. And then they got to where they were keeping me stuck as a six-year-old trying to attain validation from people that were not going to give it to me. And you know what I learned? I don't need it. I don't need validation from them. It was wonderful to have it from my uncle. It was wonderful. He chose to see me as I am now. A healed or on the path to healed individual as an adult. He could ask me any question and I could answer him straight up. This is what it is. So I'm going to ask you again, what are those bugs, as Tim's story said, on your windshield that are distracting you, that are keeping you from seeing clearly your present, your future, and your destiny? My gosh, when I was able to make that realization and see all of the things I was clinging to that were holding me down after I've done so much work, to become a better person and the person I feel I was intended to be, to be, to hold on to things that even though they were good, they were weighing me down. They were pulling me below the surface of the water. Wow. What a revelation to know I can remember the good, but I don't need to expect it anymore. I've seen, I've learned. I've been educated, educated. I've been educated. I have observed. Now I can step back and decide which memories are doing me good, which memories are holding me back. I am going to put uh, the link for for Tim's story in in the show notes. And a link to his Instagram and a link to his website. I wanted to read you something. Now, when I got back from Texas and a couple of more, a a couple of more, a couple of other trips that I had been on, I Googled Tim's story. (laughs) I was so, I was so embarrassed because I'm like, how, how have I not heard of you? Because I, I really pretty much intentionally, intentionally have isolated myself from anything on TV, a lot of things that I hear on the radio, 
a lot of just a lot of things. I've isolated myself so I could heal, so I could focus on myself inwardly and outwardly and past and forward and everything that I needed to be the best that I could be. But when I, I realized who he was and what he did, and it's funny, he asked me on the flight what I did. And I let him know. And he was just very nonchalant about it and cool. But I messaged him and, and I said, you know, I, I'm not sure if you remember me. You helped me with my carry-on on a flight to Houston around November the 4th. Very much divine intervention, I feel. I had absolutely no idea who you were. I don't watch TV often. But after you showing me your backpack, I had the feeling I needed to Google you. And I'm so glad I found your Instagram account. I go on telling him a bit of my life, a bit of what happened, a bit of my fall. And went on to say thank you again for helping me on the flight and for posting things that seemed to be a call to action in my personal life. And he replied to me, which I was very surprised <laughs> that anybody on Instagram would, re you know, reply to me. I'm still seeing myself, you know, kind of down here when I need to realize that I'm not. I'm as worthy as anyone else, just as you are. His response was wonderful. This is very kind of you to reach out. I'm truly sorry that you've been through so much. Thank you for your compliments about, about what we're doing. I truly come from a place of just trying to help people live a better life, keep moving forward and helping others on the journey, make sure, or helping others on the journey. And then he told me about signing up for a World Shakers for Women series um, conference. I'm not, I need to look, I looked into it a little bit, but I haven't looked into it completely. He said, you will really like it. We, we, we always post about it, praying hands, Tim. And I just said, thank you for encouraging those that need it the most. So if you are someone like me that could use some insight from someone else, and as I said, these reels that I was speaking of didn't really particularly pertain to memories and the things that I was, I'm speaking of in this episode, but they were applicable nonetheless. And I think you will find, if you do check out some of Tim's things, I think you will find a lot of things that you can apply to your own life in changing the way you think about things in changing the way you perceive things, on educating yourself and becoming a better person in every way. Another thing that I thought was interesting in one of the things that he spoke of was how he had to learn to guard himself from giving too much. And I think a lot of us, if you're watching this, I know a lot of you have given a lot. A lot of you are empaths. You've given a lot. You've given so much that you have nothing left for yourself. And that's something that we have, there's a delicate balance in. We need to give. We should give. But not at the expense of our souls. Not at the expense of our core being. We need to take care of ourselves and fill our cup so we can help others.
thank you all so very much. Like I said, I would love it if you would leave a comment, give a, a review, five-star review. I would love it, love it, love it forever on Apple Podcast. Please subscribe, hit for notifications, and I still have an open call for anyone that feels they want to share their story to help others heal. You have no idea how many people have been through exactly what you're going through. That will do two things. It will make you realize you're not alone. And your story will encourage another person. I guess three things. Because then by encouraging another person, you start to feel better about yourself. You realize, you both realize you're not alone. So email me. Leave me a comment. Get in touch with me. I would love to hear from you. Until then, peace out and have a fantastic rest of your week. I'll talk to you soon.